DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 29 of Season 3, a special edition this week with two guests, Jim Rupert and Tim Schweitzer, join me to discuss the 2024 Springfield Sports Hall of Fame induction class. We'll get to that shortly, but first, what I saw in Central Illinois sports in the past week. Last Thursday, got to see the explosive display from the Mount Zion Braves, who are in Springfield to take on the SHG Cyclones. SHG continues to improve this season, but the Braves are on a different level. Watch out for them to be playing MacArthur in a sectional championship in a couple weeks. Just a prediction. On Friday night, I headed south to O'Fallon, Illinois. What a great shootout event. Great hospitality and access. A very good run show by O'Fallon High School. The Lincoln Rail Splitters beat O'Fallon to improve to 29-0. The Panthers are the reigning 4A state champions and ranked number 8 in 4A this season. But the big story on Friday night was Chloe Froby passing 3,000 career points in her high school career. That's with a shortened COVID freshman season getting a limited number of games. That's also with a knee injury her sophomore season in which she missed a handful of games as well. And that's with the past two seasons of the Rail Splitters going 67-1 and and running clocking over 50 of those opponents. So she hardly played most games past halftime. Chloe Froby, an incredible talent and a fantastic young lady that will do great things in her lifetime. I stayed down in Edwardsville on Friday night and went to Bethalto on Saturday morning for the 2A Regional Wrestling Tournament in a loaded field with Civic Memorial, Glenwood, Jacksonville, Triad, Rochester. Some really, really good wrestlers in that one. Glenwood wins the regional as a team and has seven individual champions. Rochester gets six wrestlers advancing and Jacksonville has a handful as well. Saturday afternoon, made the hop, skip, and a jump over to East Alton. For another fantastic shootout, the Lincoln Rail Splitters taking on the Alton Redbirds. Alton ranked number two in 4A coming into that game. Their only loss this season being to Green Bay Notre Dame from Wisconsin, a team that beat Nazareth Academy, the team that beat Lincoln in the state championship last season. Alton was a really good team, but Lincoln was the better team on Saturday. Becca Heitzig got the Rail Splitters going. Froby scores 26 points. And the rest of the rail splitters played fantastic defense and knocked down their shots to get the win. Lincoln moves to 30-0 and adds another huge quality win to their resume this season. On Monday, spoke with Lincoln Wrestling about them winning the 2A Bloomington Regional as a team. And then I was in Pleasant Plains for the Cardinals hosting Riverton in girls basketball action. The Cardinals cruise to the win and stay undefeated in conference play to set up the Wednesday matchup. On Tuesday, I traveled north to Normal to see the Lincoln Rail Splitters complete their second straight undefeated regular season. They win the CSA with a running clock victory over UHI, and now Lincoln prepares for regional play, looking for that state title. On Wednesday night, I was in Petersburg for the Sagamo Girls Basketball Championship. Porta vs. Pleasant Plains for the second straight season. Both met in the last conference game. Last year, Plains pulled away for the big win. This year, Porta pulls away for the big win. A massive crowd on hand, which is great to see on Women in Sports Day. Unfortunately, it wasn't the Sagamo Championship many were hoping for outside of Eric Kessler and the Blue Jays, of course. Porta pulls away and dominates, never really in doubt after the first quarter. Porta sets a new school record for wins, moving to 28-1 this season. Congrats to the Lady Blue Jays. They host Canton on Thursday night before heading to Riverton for regional play next week. All right, what's coming up on Channel 1450? Friday night, the big one in the Central State 8. MacArthur, still undefeated in conference play, travels to Roy S. Anderson Gym to take on the Lincoln Rail Splitters, who have one conference loss so far this season. The title is on the line in that one. We will also have highlights on Friday night from New Berlin at Riverton, Auburn at Maroa, 
Lincolnwood at Calvary. On Saturday, it's sectional wrestling day. We will have highlights from the 1A Olympia sectional, the 1A Vandalia sectional, and the 2A Muhammad Seymour sectional. Jumping into next week, the postseason starts for girls basketball. On Monday, Lincoln travels to Geneseo to play Geneseo at 6 p.m. The Riverton Regional gets started as Porto will play the winner of South County and Williamsville, and Pleasant Plains will play the winner of Riverton and Athens. On Tuesday, MacArthur is at Mount Zion in boys basketball, which, like I said, could be a sectional championship preview. In the Sagamo, Monroe Forsyth is at Riverton, and Williamsville is at New Berlin. In 3A girls regional action, the Southeast Regional semifinals will be played on Tuesday, including Taylorville and Glenwood in action. That's what's coming up on Channel 1450. The postseason is here, so stay tuned for all of our coverage. No, we cannot get to every game, and the priority on which games we go to depends on who won their conferences and who has the best chance to make it to state. All right, let's get to this week's conversation. Tim Schweitzer and Jim Rupert join me to discuss the 2024 class entering the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame this year. All right, uh, we are less than two weeks away from the Springfield Hall of Fame induction banquet correct that's monday night february 19th um i want to bring in the master of ceremonies jim rupert and you are on the committee correct the selection committee as well yes both of you are on the selection selection committee committee. okay so tim schweitzer jim rupert joining me this week to talk about uh the 2024 class of inductees um a lot of names that i recognize as somebody that's been here for just a few years and uh so i want to touch on all the inductees this year, just get a little bio uh, as we get ready for that and just give them kind of a little bit of a shout out for people who don't know. I mean, they probably hear your commercial, but they want to know a little bit more about these these people coming in. So I'll just kind of turn it over to you and however you want to, wherever you want to start, feel free. We've got them in alphabetical order. So that let's works. go in alphabetical order. Henry Felton, 1980 Southeast graduate. Tim, you know, when I, when, when I think of Henry Felton, Henry Felton was, I think he was the first freshman who played varsity basketball that I can remember was when I came to Springfield. And I thought, this guy must really be special. And he ended up being really special. Ended up being the all-time leading scorer in Southeast basketball history. And his coach, Larry Garrison, was not averse to playing freshman because remember shortly before Henry Felton, he played Les Johnson as a freshman. And McKay Smith in between the two of them. them. And that is why Henry Felton was playing as a freshman because who could better tell that the kid at ninth grade was going to be good than Larry Garrison? Yeah, and, and Henry Felton, he was an undersized inside player who went on to Southern Illinois University and, and was a very good player in college. He spent two years at SIU Edwardsville, and, and then he went to went to Quincy U and graduated from there. Um, just a, and I also saw him on the track. He was a pretty good quarter miler and ran on some really good southeast four by four by four relay teams too. So uh, and he still, as we said, he was the all-time leading scorer when he graduated. He's still number two on the list behind Little LT. At Southeast in those days, you used to in the seventies, you used to have and Henry. A 1980 graduate, so played in the late 70s, of course. But you always had great uh, capital conference clashes between Southeast and Lanphier, Southeast and Eisenhower, Southeast and Centennial. Those games used to be great because the Eisenhower kids and the Southeast kids, they'd all look the same in regard to tremendous athleticism. And on any night, they could all go out and score 20, 25 points. And you didn't see a lot of six, 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 seven guys in there. Not group. a lot in those groups. You had some. Right. Every once in a while, there'd be a big guy on the team. But those were guard days. Yes. And boy, the coaches knew how to get those guards and 
those games were fun to watch. Yeah, and, and that was, um, he, he was the Capital Conference Player of the Year, Henry was, as a senior, once grabbed 20 rebounds in a game as a 6'2 guard. Uh, was on the in the IBCA All-Star game. Um, just uh, uh, If you're the all-time leading scorer at Southeast at any time in your career, you're a pretty good basketball player. And he was, and he was. Yep, for sure. Mike Garcia, next guy that we move on to. Coach, uh, um, coach 31 years as the track and cross-country coach, boys track and cross-country coach at um, Lanphier High School from 90 through 2021. Um, Mike Garcia loved to talk. He, he went to Elmhurst, York, the primo cross-country program in the state of Illinois. Ran for Coach Joe Newton. And so I thought that I remember doing it. Lee Halberg was the guy that recommended. When Lee left, he recommended Garcia for the job. And I remember doing the, the first interview that Mike Garcia ever did in Springfield when he was hired to be the coach at Lanfear. And he was a good cross-country coach, but cross-country is sort of faded at Lanfear. Not sort of faded. It's definitely faded at Lanfear. And I didn't really... Mike Garcia has stepped up and become one of the premier high-jump coaches in the state of Illinois. TJ Jumper, state champion. Andre Guadalla, second as a sophomore, third as a junior. Major Clay. Um, he also had Kevin Farley, who was a, a shot put state champion. He had some sprinters, Justin Smith. And um, really, track coaching track is, is being the ringmaster of a three-ring circus. Because you got big guys over here throwing the shot in the discus. And you've got fast guys over here sprinting on the track. And then you got guys that are playing in the sand in the triple jump and the long jump. And you got to be the guy that's in the middle of all that and making sure that, that you got the right people in the right place. He brought home three state trophies. Top three in the state, you get a trophy. Mike Garcia brought home three of them at Landfair. There's a theme among the inductees in the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame this year that's a little bit similar in that you had superb athletes become superb coaches superb athletic administrators who stay in education. Many of the inductees that were going into the Hall of Fame this year fit into that category. You mentioned Lee Halberg. Everybody wondered, my God, he's, he is the guy at Lanfear for track, cross country. Was there ever a better organized coach than Lee Halberg? Never. And who recommended Mike Garcia to replace himself, Lee Halberg? He picked the right guy because if anybody could step in mentor other coaches, find places for their kids to go to college. It was and is Mike Garcia. Mike Garcia, uh, yeah, he, he, his team's finished in the top 10 in the state track meet five times. That's the most in Lanfear history. And Halberg built a pretty good history at Lanfear. He's a member of the Illinois Track and Cross Country Coaches Association, Hall of Fame, um, totally deserving. The, 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 what he built at Landfair, um, totally, totally deserving of being a member of the Hall of Fame. Andrew Gardner, and I heard yesterday, some people, call, he goes by Andrew, but some people call him Andy and some people call him Drew. Well, if your last name is Gardner, you can call him Andy, but I think the rest of us need to continue to call him, yes, sir, Mr. Andrew Gardner, because he'll take you down if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Champ, only state champion in Landfair wrestling history. 105 pounds at, in 1988 as a junior. Um, and guess what? He became the second state champion in city history. Who was the first? Somebody else named Gardner, Greg, who's also 
a member of the Springfield Andy's Sports. Co- Andrew's, I'm sorry, Andrew's cousin, right? Yes. 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 Andrew is Jim Gardner, Hall of Fame wrestling coach, Jim Gardner's son. And of course, his, his mom is Marilyn, who was around the wrestling. And as somebody said yesterday, Jim would drive one bus and Marilyn would drive the other. <laughs> and they go. They had kids wrestling. They were going all year round. They had wrestling. And Greg is Hall of Famer, Jack Gardner's son. And Greg is in the Hall of Fame. So um, you're... Um, and, and those guys, I was with John Oaks yesterday, and, and all those guys, are, are they're still so tight. I remember when, when Jim Gardner was sick and in the hospital, the wrestling coaches would take shifts to sit with him in the hospital, just to, just to spend three hours to sit there in the hospital room with Jim Gardner. That's the, the, the closeness of the wrestling family, and Andrew Gardner is a part of it. He went to Ill, got a scholarship to Illinois State, but you know why he got it? Because he was the Marine Bank Student of the Year. <laughs> a, a state champion wrestler, and the, and the kid gets a scholar, an, an academic scholarship to go to Illinois State University. And the theme is here as well with Andrew Gardner, state champion athlete, becomes an educator. He's still teaching at Southeast. He's still the wrestling coach at Southeast. In it for life. Started the wrestling program at SHG. Right, correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, if your name is Gardner, you're going to be a wrestler and you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. And even if they tear down the old Gardner Wrestling Gym at Lanthier, they build a new one in the name of the Gardner Wrestling Gym. That's the way it should be. It'll never, the Gardner Wrestling Gym will never be torn down at Lanthier, no matter what. Katie Gilman McCauley. Um, Oh, there's that theme again. Great athlete becomes a great teacher, becomes a great coach. 2000 Lutheran High graduate. She went to Lewis University. And pick a record. She's got it. If she, if she doesn't have it, she's still second on the list. Um, she was a, a tremendous basketball player in, in high school. Um, pursued volleyball at, at Lewis University, with a premier Division II volleyball program. And she's in the Hall of Fame. She was like M- the MVP, like every year she played volleyball there. Um, goes to Southern Illinois University for SIU Edwardsville for a while and, and gets into coaching, but the call for home was too strong. Lutheran calls her to come back, um, gets inducted into Lewis Hall of Fame in 2019, but then she comes back and, and she becomes a volleyball coach at Lutheran, and I think they've got three state tournament trophies in there, wherever Lutheran High is, which is another story because they got second in the state and didn't even have a school. The, the mind well, subsidence. the mind subsidence did get in the way of that, yes. But Derek, you were there a couple of years ago when Lou High was at the state finals yeah. in volleyball, and they didn't win it, but they could have won it because they were really good. Yeah, and that's a credit to the coaching more than anything. I anything else. Anything else. Yeah, and, and wisely, that she used, Katie used that as a rallying point for her kids. Mm-hmm. Look, we don't, we don't have a gym to call our own that we can practice in. But we're we're kind of the we're, we're the outcasts. We're going to find a place to practice, and we're going to be really good. And she, they've they've been really good. She's um, is it three state trophies or four now? It's she's got them, and she's the reason at Springfield Lutheran. Well, they got two in a row in these last couple of years, right? With um, her coaching her niece. And that second place your, your finish, finish for. is yeah. the best ever for any Springfield. One year when I was in high school, yes. there as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
third in the Class A, Class A, Class One A state tournament twice, and fourth once, and second once. So you're right; it, it is four. And no other Springfield High School has a state volleyball finals trophy, right? SHC had some fourths. Yes, but nobody has finished runner-up. No, oh no, 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 no. Nobody's, nobody's played in the championship. That's right. Helen took him when they played yeah. the tournament down at the convention yep. center in the old days. She was the IHSA Coach of the Year in 2011, and no other coach in Springfield has ever won that award. I think Katie, uh, Katie McCulley is a worthy inductee into the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any question. <laughs> um, what can we say about Andre Iguodala? Speaking of worthy. Yeah. <laughs> 2002 Lanfear graduate. And that, that was the springboard. That was the, the start. And, and you remember... When Andre was was a, a colt when he was a sophomore, and he was coming didn't didn't start the season on the varsity as a sophomore. Has, did any athlete in the history of Springfield boys basketball make a bigger leap in terms of potential to raw talent to proven talent in one year than the sophomore to junior jump of Andre Iguodala? Never. Never. No. He turned himself with some good coaching and some good teammates into a superstar. At the snap of a finger. But you know what? It, 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 it came because one of his assistant coaches is a friend of mine, and he'd say every Sunday night, call, phone would ring, can you open up the gym? I want to go shoot. And the two of them would go in the gym so every Sunday night, and Andre would shoot, and he'd shoot, and he'd shoot, and he'd shoot, and he'd work on his game. And by the, by the time between the summer of a junior and senior year, he's the MVP of the national yeah. AAU tournament down in Orlando. Not, not the in Chicago. Not in uh, the Midwest. The national tournament makes an overtime shot. His team wins the national championship. Andre's the the MVP of the tournament. Gets a scholarship. First, he's going to go to Arkansas. Remember the game that we did at Landfair? Oh, Nolan Richardson was there with Bill's. Mike Anderson as chief assistant, and Bill Self wandered in, and that we were sitting on the little platform and. Scheffler Jim and all those coaches wanted to be on the radio because they wanted to stand up a little higher so they were sure that Andre saw they were in the gym. Well, and, and Andre was down below, but he, they saw him because oh, he, he put on a show. He sure How did. many dunks were there in the first quarter? It was a dunk around. It, it, was, it was amazing. You know, Andre could be in the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. <coughs> could have been in a long time ago just based on his high school basketball career, but then he goes on to enjoy tremendous success in two years at Arizona, top ten pick in the NBA draft. He's a four-time world champion in the NBA. Andre's pro career and now his post-playing career would merit induction into the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. We could put him in for two different categories, right? As a player at the high school level, player college, player pro, post-pro. He checks every box plus boxes we didn't know we needed to check. Olympic gold medal. And Olympic gold medal. Throw that in there. <coughs> FIBA World Championship. 13,968 NBA points, 6,000 rebounds, 5,100 assists. Now he's the president of the NBA Players Association. Yeah. He's not a bad businessman either. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's parlayed athletic When they're success. interviewing you on CNBC Business, I think you know what you're doing. Yeah. Because he interned on Wall Street yeah. one summer after yeah. the basketball season, it's, instead of going and off to the uh, 
uh, off to Barbados or someplace yeah. to get in the sun. He was in, on Wall Street. Well, but Lanfair High School, you know, if they if they were to make statues of the greatest all-time basketball players in Springfield, period, but in specifically boys basketball at Landfield, in the 50 years I've been doing this, there would be Kevin Gamble would have a statue, Ed Horton would have a statue, Richard McBride would have a statue, Andre would have the other statue. Those are the four. I'm doing five because I'm putting Coach Lober in there. Well, I'm saying <laughs> boys basketball players. Yeah. Those were my four players. Okay. Coach Lober, he would be there putting... The uh, uh, medals on each of the players. No you, doubt about it. You mentioned Southeast High School. If you look up at the scoreboard there, it says Andre's name. Uh, you, in terms of what he's done for Springfield and the sports community, I think you have to talk about what he's given back to as well in, in that situation because that's it's a, a huge part of what he um, his legacy is in Springfield. I that's think right. that's fair. So. His foundation still goes on yeah. every Thanksgiving, and, and his mom is still very involved, yeah. active in that. Our next inductee, Ken Leonard. Again. What do we say? It was just a matter. We kept waiting for Ken Leonard to retire to put him in the Hall of Fame because that's all it took. 419 wins in 43 seasons at Gridley and Griffin Sacred Heart. Griffin. And where does he fall in the list of Illinois coaches in high school football wins? Oh, that's right. Number one. Everybody's behind him. Yeah. Came in 1984. Do you remember when Ken Leonard came? Uh, did you? We were at the press news conference, conference yeah. in the hallway at Griffin. Absolutely. I was there too. We were there that day. Yeah. He had a little bit different hair in that day. <laughs> we all did, though, in those yes, days. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Ken Leonard still has his hair, most of it. Yeah. After all these years, uh, he's still the same guy he was that day. Although I think he's maybe calmed down a little bit. He was a little hyper in the early years. But it all worked out pretty well. Fiery. Fiery. There you Fiery, go. not hyper. Yeah. There's some third quarter or fourth quarter games against Derek where he, gets a little, he got a little fiery there at the end still. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> National High School Football Coach of the Year by USA Today after he won his sixth state championship in 2022. Named the National High School Coach of the Year um, by two National Coaches Association, the National Federation and the National High School Coaches Association. Um, the pl number of players that he sent on to college, number of players that made the, NBA, the NFL. The number of young coaches he's mentored over the years. And developed. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there again is the, the theme of Ken Leonard was a really good athlete at the high school and collegiate level. In central Illinois, he really was good. And those that have read the Mike Chandler's book on the Leonards will know more details about that. But Ken Leonard, again, falls into that category. Terrific athlete, terrific coach, terrific mentor, administrator. He checks all those boxes as well to get into the Springfield Sports Hall of Fame, there are no easier picks than Ken Leonard. Dan McCain. We didn't have him long in Springfield. Played as a freshman in high school at Sacred Heart Griffin, which, by the way, Ken Leonard will, will point out, if you check in the, the program from the state tennis tournament in 1995, you'll see that Ken Leonard is listed as Dan McCain's coach. <laughs> Dan McCain won the state championship as a freshman in high school in tennis from Springfield, Illinois. Now, we're talking about, check the list where Ken Leonard ranks. Check the list of state tennis championship champions in the history of Illinois and see how many Illinois, how many Springfield kids you find. I would think that one. No. Yeah. Dan McCain. Somebody else that comes from a great tennis family. His dad, his mom. 
outstanding tennis players, outstanding teachers of the game as well. Um, he left Springfield after his freshman year because there were more opportunities in Florida. Let's face it, a tennis player in Florida has a lot more opportunities than a tennis player in Springfield, Illinois. And he won a state championship in Florida. Um, went on to the University of Michigan. Was a All-Big Ten in both singles and doubles, as well as an academic All-Big Ten selection. Um, got as high as number 36 in intercollegiate tennis association rankings. Then he got into coaching, again, Tim, following your pattern. Coaches at Illinois State. Um, assistant at Illinois State, and they went back-to-back -back Missouri Valley Conference titles, and they had five All-MVC players and the MVC Player of the Year. And then he goes to California State Bakersfield to coach. And then he goes, becomes a teaching pro, and, and all the kind of things that, that you see. Graduated from University of Michigan in 2002. Um, again, as, as you pointed out with, with all, all these other people, player, coach, administrator. Written some books on tennis too. Um, his dad Dave and his mom Sue um, coached, were, were tennis coaches as well. What a great class, these legacy athletes who become not only legacy athletes, but then create and produce more legacy athletes. It's just, it's a great class. Well, let's, we'll, we'll go to the next one, 1983 Springfield High graduate Jeff Morey, who was the, the boys' state golf champion in 1982. Um, he went to Kentucky. And then he went to Northern Illinois, and guess what he did after that? You know, he got in the golf business. Well, he coached at Northwestern coach first. Prior to that, yes. Or there, he's checking off mm -hmm. the and still teaching in his roles uh -huh. today. But Jeff Morey was just a. I, he came a little after we were in high school, but uh, he played for Ron Ziegler. Ron Ziegler turned out some really, really good golfers in the '70s and early '80s at Springfield High. Mm -hmm. Jeff Morey might be right at the top of the list. And of course you had Grayson Tate was inducted into the Hall of Fame last year of that same generation of terrific young Springfield golfers. Jeff Morey grew up within walking distance of Passfield Golf Course. That's easy. Started playing golf at age six and uh, three blocks from home and, and uh, yeah, he's uh, up in the, uh, in the Ch Chicagoland area. Cicilla Conway Farms, is that the course that he's involved in now? I yeah, think I, I think that's it. I think it, it is, yeah. yeah. Not a bad track. I'm told I, they've never let me on. <laughs> Tim Richardson. Tim Richardson was a guy that um, uh, was talking. Football was more of his forte, but but I I was covering track in those days, and they had they have to wait sometimes for this in the starting blocks for the hurdles. Because Tim Richardson was over throwing the shot put in the <laughs> discus. It's usually not the same these days <laughs> no. that it was those days when your best athletes sometimes did that, but Tim Richardson did it better than all of them. Nine varsity letters. You get four in football, that means he played varsity fo football as a freshman. He got two in track, wrestled for two years, and, and was um, high end wrestler. He had good coaches. Yeah, yeah. he sure did. And he also, for good measure, we had got one letter in band. Well, of course. Well-rounded. Capital Conference, all um, all Capital Conference in 1981, rushed for 1,117 yards and nine games as a senior. 
had a game of 251 yards against Normal Community and 233 against MacArthur. Those were the Capital Conference days. Yes. You remember those. Played in the East-West Shrine game, was the offensive MVP. Got a scholarship to Purdue and played in the Big Ten at Purdue. Transferred out of Purdue and went to Pacific and played two solid years, gained 860 yards at, at Pacific and got drafted into the NFL by the New York Giants. Unfortunately, some of the, the pounding that he took as a running back uh, had to give it up, knee injuries. And um, for good measure to prove that he was an all-around athlete, he was in the Illinois Golden Gloves boxing. Um, went down to North Carolina. So I, I think he still lives in North Carolina. And he won the North Carolina Tough Man Heavyweight Boxing Championship. <laughs> good athletes are good athletes for life. This guy was a stud. Stud is the word. And you remember his brother Dace. Oh, Dace yes. was, was about your age. Not bad. At Lanfear. Uh Not bad underline. Not bad. Yeah. Really Tim Richardson, arguably one of the best three or four running backs the city's ever produced. Very much so. Without a doubt. Three friends of sport that are going in. We got to deal with Jim Flynn, Illinois Griffin graduate, 1962. He was our go-to guy at the Illinois High School Association for a long, long time. He served longer, uh, second, second longest tenured administrator in IHSA history. And Jim Flynn, one of the jobs that they dumped on him was to deal with media people. Yeah. <laughs> and he dealt with them uh, the way Jim Flynn dealt with everybody else. You got what you got, and if he didn't like it, Try appealing to somebody else. They'd say, no, what Flynn said goes. Yeah. So that's the way it worked. He was a pro. Oh, absolutely. Total pro. And, and, and of course, started as a sports writer. At, State Journal, uh, at, the, at the Illinois State Register, I think he was. Yep. Um, Cindy Luton. Um, we celebrated 50 years of Title IX last year. And Cindy Luton was right at the at the root of all that at Lanfair High School. PE teacher. Um, she, the, when she started coaching, the girls got to play four games a year, and they got paid ten bucks a game. She made forty bucks a year coaching basketball. I mean, is that crazy? It's crazy. <laughs> How? It's why pioneers like Cindy Luton really. The girls who are playing today need to thank them. Oh boy! They need to thank them for getting done what they got done. And what a absolutely wonderful lady. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Just friendly, all, always helpful. Um, spent from 1968 to 20, 2001 uh, teaching at Lanfair High School. And our, uh, the last friend of sport is Mark Scheffler. Um, pretty good athlete in his time. Again, we're talking about the Scheffler family. If your name is Scheffler, you're going to be an athlete, and then you're going to be a coach, and then you're going to be an administrator. And you have somehow, some way ties to all three of the public high schools. <laughs> Absolutely right. You're no right. You're either playing, or you're teaching, or you're administrating at all three, eventually. Yes. Somehow, some way. That's right. It's in the family tree. That's right. We think it, we think it, uh, Mark started play, and played for his dad at Springfield High, and then they changed the boundaries. And he went to Lanfear and graduated from Lanfear. Was a good player at Lanfear. Um, got into teaching and coaching. But was was Halberg's right hand man in cross country and track. He he was a heck of a volleyball coach. 
He still is the, the best record of any volleyball coach in Lanfear history. And uh, he, he also did good girls track. And then when Springfield got in, in a, a situation where, geez, I wonder who's going to be our athletic director. Mark Schefter said, you don't have to look any farther. I can be your athletic director. Absolutely. And, and he was outstanding at it. Um, and ask him to sing harmony sometimes. He's very good at that. Barbershop, in the Barbershop Hall of Fame. Barbershop Quartet Hall of Fame. And we're inducting a team this year, the 1995 Sacred Heart Griffin girls golf team. They won a state championship. Um, we know about Heather Baraski. Heather Baraski Sobieski now. She was 17th and Lisa Steeren uh, tied for 19th. And Sarah Graham was part of that. Trisha Berry and Beth Moore. And future All-Stater Kelly Anders, who turned out to be an awfully good golfer. Um, Even if you know none of these people, you should come to the BOS Center on Monday night, President's Day night, February 19th, because it doesn't get any better than that group that you just reviewed. The people that are going in as inductees and friends of sport this year, uh, there have been some great classes. This one's right near the top. State champions. People, and I wrote a piece for the, for the website. People, aren't you running out of play? Aren't you running out of candidates for the Hall of Fame? We're not going to run Look out of candidates. Look at that class. Yes. Tell me that you're running out. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's the 33rd year of the Hall of Fame, and now we're putting in people that won a state tennis championship in 1995 and somebody that won a state golf championship. You can't get any better as a high school athlete than being the best in the state. I suppose you could be an All-American and you could be all kinds of other things, but on the, on the, on the scale of being an athlete in, in Illinois, you win a state championship, that's it. And, and we're inducting three state champions. Sounds like a good group there, Derek. I appreciate you guys' time. Real quick, Springfield Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, they have a great website. Go on there and check it out. Um, and you can see the, the list. You can see the information about the, the event. Like you said, BOS Center. Um, but for people who maybe don't know or don't know how to get on the internet, um, what is it like putting together this list each and every year, and how do people get nominated? Just real quick, give me a, a quick rundown. Well, we, we solicit nominations. Um, th there are people, we have, we have a couple people that, are, that love to do this kind of research, and they give us expansive bios on people. And many people uh, you hear it all the time. So-and-so should be in the Hall of Fame, and you say, have you Did ever you nominated nominate? them? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever nominated anybody? No, but they should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, no, let's backtrack. Take it upon yourself. And, and we, we get nominations. Send any nomination to me. You can drop information off at the radio station, 3055 South 4th. You can email me, jim.rupperet12 at yahoo.com. Um, we Basically, our deadline for taking nominations is around October 1st. We usually meet... Between October 1st and Thanksgiving, we meet and we put together um, the information and, and make the selections. And the banquet, the banquet this year is in February. So um, if there's somebody we need, some, we need more than he was a hell of a player. Okay, <laughs> we need some, uh, we need some uh, background information. If you have newspaper clips, if you have um, supp any supporting evidence you possibly have with the resume for the individual, get it to me. And, and we will put it on the list for the selection committee that meets a couple times every year. And it's a it's a good it's a good cast of people people that have knowledge of sports in Springfield. Um, let us know, let us know. Send us a name. Give us the information. 
bear in mind that because you nominated somebody, everybody that gets nominated doesn't go in the Hall of Fame, but once you're nominated, you stay in nomination until you are selected. So um, you know, people don't have to be nominated every single year. If you have more information about an individual, uh, people need to be retired or they have to reach the age of 50. Um, golfers play forever. So we, we, want, we want to make sure that we're acknowledging all the recognition, all the accomplishments of an individual. So we'd like to have them be a little bit older and be, and be retired from their sport. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. Thanks to Jim and Tim for their time and knowledge. How lucky are we to have these two guys around to discuss Springfield area sports and just hear the history from them? Great stuff, as always. I love listening to them talk about Springfield area sports. That's a wrap on this week's podcast. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week.